0: This smells good. It does smell, does smell good. Good,
1: yeah. good job, Maxwell. Pat yeah. myself on the back. Pat yourself oh on. yeah, well, we, can, you... we can pat you on the back. Look, mm-hmm. we're right next to each mm-hmm. other. This is really I good. I love how the shot smells. That's, that's I always smell how you good. a sword. good ar- aroma.
0: No, it just smells like day old licorice to me. Hold on. Oh, wow. Doesn't doesn't it though? Oh, no,
1: it smells like it smells like bitters because there's is? bitters
0: in it. Oh, that's right. Well, that would happen if you put something in it. Yes. Um, <laughs> should we do this?
1: Um, talk to us about this podcast.
0: I'm talking about the podcast. Okay, fine. what are we doing? Uh, we are doing a podcast. What's oh, it on? Uh, it's on video games. Cool. Should I be more specific? Wait, yeah, because okay. that's
1: like what our other... Oh, whatever. Right, okay, fine. hey
0: guys, what's up? Hello. Um, Hello. This, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, this is everything is crystals. I'm pretty sure that's the name we're going with. This it's the one a, you decided on. Yes, it is the one I decided on. um. It is a Final Fantasy podcast for people who have never played Final Fantasy. That's-a-me. Yep. Mario. So, Wait.
0: No. Wrong game. No.
1: Each Sorry. week, it's going to be uh, uh-huh. Tom and I, who are lifelong nerds and Final Fantasy fans. Very uh, and do,
2: not, do not not accuse me of being a full-time nerd. I'm still a full-time Half, nerd. You're a part-time nerd. How wow. dare you? Just because I don't Freelance know.
0: Freelance talk- nerd. That is wow. rude. That is so and a, rude. And a third friend.
1: Um Ugh. and uh, I like to introduce the guests first. So our third person this week is. I
0: thought you were going to say third wheel, and I was like, third that's wheel rude as well."
2: Uh, Jake, how you doing? Hi, my name is Internet Celebrity Jake. Hi. Yes. Oh, what are you Hi. known for? Podcasts that you won't release because they're not good enough for you.
0: Oh. <gasps> <gasps> uh, the shots have fired pretty early on. Well, there's shots literally in front and of metaphorically. Us too.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: Okay. Just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I, okay, yeah. So that riff that was just used against me is, I'm Maxwell. I host Relic, the Lost Treasure podcast, which I am tired of recording because it's a lot of work. So this is something that I want to do for Think a while. about your fans, though. That's yeah. Just, I hate you. I hate all of you. Um, but your fans love to- you. Tom and I have been friends for a while, since I moved to the city five years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't want to think about it. I'm old. Um, We wrote for a website called Pixelitis, which was a video game website, and then we wrote for a. We wrote for, a, recorded a podcast called Glitchcast, which mm-hmm. is on a. We'll say it's a hiatus, but it was a fun run, and maybe we'll do it again. It's a great run. It was a great run. How many episodes? Like over twenty, I think. Yeah, that's that for a first time podcast. That's yeah, a lot. It's not too bad. So, um, that's what our experience is. But uh, we wanted to do a podcast again. And I decided to do a podcast on something that we both love, which is Final Fantasy. Yep. Now, for those of you who don't know what you're getting into, mm. Final Fantasy is a video game series that we'll go in depth about, but it's kind of like the traditional RPG, so very like... Dungeons and Dragons meets anime is essentially how I would describe it, but we'll go into depth later. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Tom, how are you? How have you been?
0: I've been pretty well. Traveling? Traveling all the time. And for those of you who don't know me, which is pretty much all of you, the world that I do, literally or... no one knows anyone yet <laughs> true in this
2: in first like, episode I oh I'm getting ahead of, that <laughs> that I'm ahead of myself clear that I'm an internet celebrity and that I feel like everyone knows me that's so. true yes. we are honored to be in I your presence I can't you can't be called internet celebrity Google Jake and the yeah. first yeah. thing that comes just Jake. up just, just Jake, Jake. Mm-hmm.
1: Google
0: Jake the first and thing Jake
2: Gyllenhaal oh, fuck him Hmm. Um, oh, okay. Um, oh, was
1: mean, this sure. saucy. So I guess it's gonna be explicit. Other on in... Okay. Oh, Tom, no. tell us about your week.
0: My week, my week is crazy because I do a lot of traveling for work. I just got back from where was I? I was in, oh, I was in Austin, Austin, Texas. And the week before that, I was in Cancun. And shortly before that, I was in Cleveland. And shortly before that, I was in Florida. But actually, before those things that I was leaving for, I was in L.A. La la, yeah. LAX is a terrible, terrible airport.
2: It really is. It's
0: really quite awful.
2: I haven't seen it in like 10 years, but I still remember You're not it being missing anything. a terrible experience all around. around. And
0: I used to think fondly of like JFK and LaGuardia because they got me where I needed to be, but really, recently... Really, LaGuardia? Really, it's just so bad. It's just,
2: it's just a mess. I so they're not going to
1: sponsor us.
2: Oh yeah, all those podcasts that are sponsored by LaGuardia.
0: <laughs> hey, do you want <laughs> to see this? More...
2: <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by LaGuardia Airport in Queens, New York. Uh, we've been
1: trying to rebuild for the past 20 years, and we're still not done. Thank you very much. Um, do you want to see, are you ready to feel really great about your name? This is the first thing that comes up when you Google Jake.
0: (laughs) Wow. Who is it? Oh, it's it's another internet sensation. It's actually an internet celebrity. Twist, guys. I'm Jake Paul.
2: (gasps) No, I'm not. I would never.
0: Yeah, please don't be that. There are, things, there, are things to, there are things to be. That's
2: a fate worse than death, in my opinion, mm. being anywhere related to the Paul family.
1: J- Jake, how's your week been? You've been doing some dog sitting on this auspicious Year of the Dog. Yes, oh, that's possibly. how I always
2: celebrate. Every year I babysit whatever animal it was. It was very difficult during the Year of the Dragon because they don't usually like to sit still.
1: So every episode, we're gonna re- we're gonna basically tell our guest, which is probably just gonna be Jake. Let's be real, the story of each Final Fantasy game because they are when you play them, you're like, oh, this is actually a really interesting narrative. It's basically a spin on like something Tolkien esque, and then on that's on paper, but then when you actually think about it, they're absolutely ridiculous, and we love them for it. It's a beloved series. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get us through this, we're going to drink. We're going to drink a themed cocktail. Most of them come from the Drunken Moogle, which is a great website that does video game cocktails. We've actually spoken to the host of that website, Mitch Oh, that's right. He's a sweet baby angel. And uh, this episode, since we're doing Final Fantasy I, <laughs> is we're going to be doing the Four Elements Shots because the four elements come into play into this story. Surprise, surprise. Yes. So there's earth, fire, water, and wind shots, and you will see the recipe for that in the episode description oh, on cool. iTunes. Hopefully, if everything goes well, they will go well. Um, so let's talk about Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, do we take the shot first or after?
1: Should we should we start so with the earth shot? Because we're not going to do them like in the in the story. Because that's gonna we'll get drunk way too quick. So let's. Oh, really?
0: I thought we were going to do like all in the beginning, all. and then we just die. Slur through the rest of it. It's only, it's only four shots. And if we do the podcast quick enough, we can get it out there before it, the majority of it hits. Cool. The alcohol? Before the alcohol hits? Yeah, of course. Okay. It's well, it's, it's... You guys are already having a problem with
2: what I'm saying before I started drinking. So I'm looking <laughs> yeah. forward to what's going to happen All right. next. All right. Okay. All right,
1: Earth, here we go. All right. Cheers. 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 Giving
2: you a little ASMR action with the
1: clink. <laughs> That's good. I'm surprised. What did you put in this again? Oh, it's not good. Oh, I. It's, so the Earth shot is tequila, elderflower liqueur, and bitters.
0: You know, it said a splash of bitters, right? Oh, is yours too bitter? Yeah, but no, no. I'm just saying, like in terms of quantity and also the flourish, it's a splash, not. But,
1: but Tom, a, this is more of Tom, a smidgen.
0: Did you die? Did you die? I uh, came back. Raise. I'm waiting. Raise.
1: All right. Well, hopefully the next shot will be better. Uh, mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, I'm not throwing away much. Full
1: shit. disclosure, these shots are mostly invented by bees. Oh, it's happening. See, my, it's making more of an effect than a thought. It's invented by bees. Um, not the bees! Mentioned by me, but with inspiration from some of the shots that are on the Drunken Google website. Anyways, yes. um, so Final Fantasy. Final yes. Fantasy, according to Wikipedia. Um, yes. And by the way, even if you don't like video games, if you're into anime, if you're into literature, if you're into just bullshit, This is definitely something you should be listening to. If you're just
2: into a bunch of teens having a good time
1: and fighting the apocalypse, you're going to be down for it. Just get on board. (laughs) So Final Fantasy, according to Wikipedia, is a science fiction and fantasy media franchise created by Hironobu Sakaguchi and developed and owned by Square Enix, formerly Square. Wasn't it Square Soft? Square Soft. Uh The series has branched into other genres, such as tactical role-playing, action, and a bunch of other things... It's also a, been a TV series, anime, manga, CGI, and novels. Although, mo- and here's the, here's the kicker that everyone should know. Although most Final Fantasy installments are standalone stories with different settings and main characters, they feature identical elements that define the franchise. So, like, there's mythos that carry over from, like, creatures to um, names, like, plot plot elements. And if you've never played a Final Fantasy... It's a role-playing game, and if you don't know what role-playing is, uh, have you played Pokemon? Of course you have. Do you tangentially know what Dungeons & Dragons is? There you go. That's a role-playing game. The central conflict in many Final Fantasy games focuses on a group of characters battling an evil and sometimes ancient antagonist that dominates the game's world. Uh, this frequently involves a sovereign state in rebellion with the protagonist taking a part uh, in the rebellion. Crystals often play a central role in the creation of the world in mythology, and that's going to heavily play into this uh, episode, as well as the literal title of the podcast is Everything is Crystals. That's right. So they, they're a reoccurring element. Now, the reality is that the plot of Final Fantasy I is a bit minimalist, to say the least. So we're going to... Yes, streamlined. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, a uh. tasting... So we're going to discuss how a 15-part series with a million spinoffs came to be. All oh. right, set the scene. It's 1980-something in Japan.
0: Uh, 1987 in Japan. It was a good year. A it good year. A very good year. I remember where oh. I was. Because I... Wait, no. I didn't remember where I was. I wasn't born it's, yet. Yeah, this because is... Because it was
1: 87. This is making me feel young. You are which young. Is, well... I came out a few years after. You came out? <laughs> and I. No. We'll rephrase that one. I was born. I did come out of something. Yeah. Oh my I came out is of it, a Is human. this the HD oh remaster? My or? God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 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 Anyways, I was born a few years after all this happened. I don't standard, know.
0: standard edition, not I'm the gonna HD make, remaster. I'm going to make That's the later. next
1: drink. Can you tell us a little bit about a the company and how. Final Fantasy came to be, and Jake stopped looking at drag queens online. It's a good thing to do.
0: Okay, I can. I guess I can take the helm on this one. So, um, you know, as I said before. Square the company, Squaresoft or Square. can't remember at that point what they were called. I think it was Squaresoft. Well, they weren't point. called
1: anything in the beginning, they were a
0: power company. Oh, right. But anyway, it, it was, I think, October 1983, There's a computer game software division of a power line construction company, that's right, owned by the father of Masafumi Miyamoto, the eventual founder of Square Company Limited in 1986. You know, back in the day, video game development was usually conducted by only one programmer. You know, I've seen that so many times in old NES games and Super NES games. Usually, like uh, developers would go by like a pseudonym, or like put one word as the person that they're. Yeah, remember you'd see the credits, and it'd be like you know developed by Snooky or something.
2: Developed by Jim.
0: So you know, it's really interesting to see that you know we've come so so far. I mean, you look at any like AAA title nowadays, and the list of developers goes on for as long as like I don't know the Bible. It's just a lot of it to be put in there. But you know, back in those days, like there wasn't a lot of manpower devoted to all these uh, to development and programming and all that. It's like four so, people started Square, right? Basically. I mean, yeah, small businesses, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they did a couple of different games. I think what, what was their first two titles were uh, The Death <laughs> Trap. <laughs> and it's se- <laughs> in the sequel Will The Death Trap 2. Oh
1: my god. Because, you
0: know, that's the best way to just I haven't go. heard of those. I know, they must be they must be collectors items at this point. But, you know, it's funny that um, the one name that we've also kind of made to be synonymous with Square, Square Sauce, Square Enix, and Final Fantasy was Hironobu Sakaguchi. And he was only a part-time employee at the time, I think.
1: Okay, so he's the guy who goes on to make Final Fantasy. Yes. Okay, that's not like a huge spoiler. But he was one of the first founders,
0: right? I think so. Okay. Spoiler. Is it a spoiler? I I mean, is it a spoiler if it's history? Anyway, so it's funny because the Death Trap game was just a text adventure game set during the 1980s. In the game, it was a Cold War has become tense. I mean, the Cold War was always tense. I know how did it become tense. They, it was always. I'm tense. I'm just going by Wikipedia. Says. And, oh my god! So anyway, so a lot of countries begin to be, um, prepare for a global scale war and working on always new and authentically incredible weapons. And yeah, whatever. But as a player, you have to rescue a scientist that's been kidnapped from an enemy nation who's using them to develop a super weapon. What was that super weapon? Was it like a nuke? Was it, like, I, mind control?
1: It didn't say. Or was it
0: actually a death trap? Was it
1: literally, a, a, like, like was it, like, a a thing of cheese, like, underneath, like, a box that, like... Here's <laughs> a Is that an Undertale
0: reference? Huh? Is that an Undertale reference?
1: The cheese? The box? I was gonna say it's, like, a mousetrap reference. Oh! The
2: mousetrap board game still haunts me to this day because it seemed so much fun in the commercials. But as soon as you got that frickin' game! It took five hours to get ready, and then once you finished it, it was just done. And then you had to redo it; and it would take another five hours. What a pointless game! That sounds really depressing. Wait,
1: was that's the one where everything was automated,
0: right? Well, you could make you could it automated. It was
2: basically you making your own Rude Goldberg device
1: mm-hmm. to catch a mouse.
2: Yes, basically. Okay, so it was like I guess I just don't have enough imagination to really like spark it. But it was just you could just, just stop like, the sentence <laughs> there. <laughs>
0: Well, anyway, Um, Mousetrap and Death Trap aside, you know, they weren't, Square wasn't really, you know, they were going for computer games, and they were really kind of reluctant to start, you know, developing for any home video game consoles, which I get, because, you know, that's a new thing. No one's really tried, like, foray, any sort of foray into it, so I get the kind of, you know, hesitant nature dealing with it. But, you know, they entered the Nintendo market in, what was it, 1985, December, and they did a porting of a run and gun shooting game, uh, Thexter. Yes. Is that just Dexter with a lisp? <laughs> like that's Thexter. You know, um, did like did someone get punched in the jaw before they told it to game title? It's like, okay, hey guys, we've got this great game. It's oh uh, it's called Thexter. <laughs> can I pick it up? Dexter. Can I can I pick it up from here? Yeah, they okay. call
1: So um, So Squares first game to ever come to America was King's Night in nineteen eighty six. And this is this game would actually uh, later be remade as a playable game within the world of Final Fantasy 15. So the people in the game of Final Fantasy 15 play this video game and oh, make wow. reference to it. Wait, XV is which one? Is that the boy band one? That is the boy band. That's the most recent right, one. Got it. Um, which yeah. So but uh, they remade it. It's I guess it was the first game in America. But what's interesting is that Square was involved with the first kind of artificial intelligence. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. Well, in in video game form. Oh, I see. Okay. uh, A little known fact about Square (laughs) is that they were one of the first companies involved with artificial life simulation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Little Computer People, also called House on a Disc, is a life simulation game released in 1985 by Activision. The game has no winning conditions and only one setting, a sideways view of the inside of a three-story house. After a short time, an animated character will move in and occupy the house. He, or she, in the Japanese version, goes about a daily routine, doing everything feminism. Yeah,
0: that was very deliberate the way you enunciated that. Is there a reason?
1: Um, No. Uh, I don't know. Can you only
0: play as a dude in the Americanized version? Well, you'll see in a second. Players
1: are able to interact with this person in various ways, including entering simple commands for the character to perform, um, playing a game of poker with him, and offering presents. And here's where it gets interesting. The game was billed and marketed as the little people inside the computer being real and sentient beings. So, like, people actually living inside the computer. Like gremlins? Yes. Uh The software is merely what brings them out into an interactive interface with the player as their caretaker. That is some Black Mirror shit. Yeah, I don't want to
0: be... I don't want to have that responsibility. Or, like, Black Mirror with
1: Tron. So Uh it's like, these are the people who live in the computer, and you are their Uh god. Um, I don't want that responsibility. So Square was in charge of the Nintendo port of this game, which they named, for some reason, Apple Town Story. Um... and that already a game, and they changed the main character to an anime girl. So shocker! But here's the twist: this game would later inspire a programmer by the name of Will Wright to create The Sims.
0: <gasps> what a twist! Yes.
1: So should we, let's get into the actual, so we've set up the stage. We've got Square as a company. Mm It's 1986. Let's talk about Final Fantasy
0: and the creation of it. Mm -hmm. See, it became its own entity separate from the Power Company in 1986, in September, actually. And Sakaguchi became a full-time employee. He evolved. He leveled up his job class, literally. Ah,
1: He got a pension.
0: Did he get a pension?
1: Do they have pensions in Japan?
0: That's also I would a, hope, I would that's hope a good, so. A good or at question. least some
2: sort of safety net that the elderly people can have once they're retired. I mean, there's
0: so many elderly people in Japan, <laughs> so I true. feel like that has to be a huge net. Long life expectancy. Yeah. Fun fact. Call that rice. Um, let's see. <laughs> oh, Honestly, it's starch keeps you going. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anyway, so he became a full-time employee as a director of planning and development of Square. You know, after re- and also after releasing several unsuccessful games for the Famicom, unfortunately, they relocated to Eino, Tokyo in 1987 and began development on a game called Final Fantasy. Thing is, though, um, it is widely believed in the gaming community, and something that I believed for a very long time, too, that this was going to be their make-it or break-it game, which if it failed to earn critical or very importantly, financial acclaim, it would result in the selling of the company. So
1: literally, their final fantasy.
0: Get out. Yeah, can we, <laughs> can we put, like, cricket sound effects in this? Or no?
1: I can.
2: Oh, we could. But I'm could not go going to. Make, oh. the last, make the last two shots, yes. and then get the hell out yeah, of please, here. Yeah, please, go
0: away. That's With your fine. pun nonsense. And,
2: yeah, But I was going to say, no, that's interesting. Do you guys know the story about how that's what saved Marvel? Like, Marvel Comics. So, in 2005, I'd say, they went to whatever... I think Paramount, because Paramount was the one that made Iron Man, correct?
0: Paramount's... Pictures? Pictures? We could Google. Yeah. I mean,
2: maybe. I I'm going to say Paramount for now. Um, but what happened was they basically went to these people and were like, we're going to put up our ten best characters that we still have as collateral, and we're going to put all of our chips on the Iron Man movies. Basically, if Iron Man had not done well, they would have lost... I think Black Panther, Iron Man, Captain America. Um, wow. I think Miss Marvel, or the her original interpretation, which might have been a man, I don't remember. But basically, yeah, it was all of like their... Whatever characters you can think of that Marvel still own, like other than the X-Men or Fantastic Four, or I guess they do own Spider-Man now. But before that, they didn't. Yeah, it was like, Sony, I think. Yeah, owns Sony. Sp- on, yeah. And technically, yeah. I think they still do, or at least in a weird way. It's just that Marvel kind of found a way to take full control over it but yeah so final fan like square enix might have been dealing with it but that's just a fun side story about uh oh, interesting so
1: play. iron man was the final fantasy of marvel yeah pretty much or didn't you say that's and, not the case and now? then they have a million movies how final no, fantasy has a too million many games
0: there's too many marvel movies oh, sh- no, no there is there is <gasps> well we're n- black panther is gonna is apparently great which is amazing. awesome but it's so inundated it's just like that's. It's kind of like Final Fantasy. It's like you just have so many and it's just you get you get drowned out by it, right? So I feel like that can be there's like there's the pros and the cons of it, which I'm sure we'll get into. Well, if I could
1: take up from here. Of course. So, the real reason it's called Final Fantasy is because uh Sakaguchi was inspired to make an RPG, which he'd wanted to do for a while. And the reason why is because he was obsessed with a tabletop RPG game called Dungeons and Dragons.
0: I've never heard of that game.
1: Yeah, neither have I. Now, uh, Jake, what do people call Dungeons and Dragons as an abbreviation? D D. So he wanted to call something F F and he didn't care what it meant. So originally it was going to be fighting fantasy, but there was another board game that was already called that. So instead he just decided to call it Final Fantasy. So basically Final Fantasy is just Japanese Dungeons and Dragons. But why F though? Like, Why was that the letters he settled on? I think it was just supposed to be like a sly nod and a wink. Because it's like you go D&D and then E is next, but then there's F, which is better than E. Why is it better than E? Because it's...
2: Above E. But technically, E has more strokes than the F, so there's more
0: to the E. Well, actually, but the thing is, though, with a Japanese, like, no, pronunciation doesn't. thing, mm-hmm. but with the Japanese pronunciation thing, it would be, like, E-U-E-U, whereas, like, f, f-, 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 f- oh, That's
2: true. So I think it's a little easier it's to a say. Strong,
1: and it's also a stronger, like, mm-hmm. letter. Also, in Japanese, saying Final Fantasy is not... a difficult task it's like for
2: a second i thought Flamingo you were gonna say pushy. that yeah.
1: saying final fantasy in japan isn't a slur and
0: i was like <laughs> how dare where it? is it a slur <laughs> how dare you how dare you, you piece we never of, speak of it you piece of final fantasy you
1: tell us more uh
0: about how final fantasy came to be in terms of the whole it was a make it or break it thing i mean we well, i can't believe, where did that start like w-
1: well, I think it's just because of the name. They, oh. someone probably just back then, like the internet was young, so they mm-hmm. probably just someone made something. The up. internet was
2: not even real- a, thing. Dude, been the, a thing. I'm talking but about not, the 90s. It was a thing. Okay, the 90s. Yes, I, I was talking about the 80s because I was like, well, they had like dark and I'm like saying, Usenet. I'm not saying they didn't have that, but they're not using the dark web to talk about Final Fantasy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go on Silk Road. You want to buy some drugs? No, I just want to talk about Final Fantasy Seven. Oh
0: yeah, bro. Uh, but I remember though, um, so in terms of like JRPGs, and that's another important distinction to make too, because the idea of a role playing game has been around for so long, and the idea is that, you know, it's just assigning yourself a role and characterizing yourself and playing out that role. Yeah. But it's a very different thing for Japanese RPGs because I feel like there's a whole different context and mindset that goes along with it. I mean, yes, Final Fantasy, I know, pulled a lot of stuff from D&D, but what would then become the JRPG definitely had its own distinct flavor afterward. It, and that just stands for
1: Japanese role-playing game, not to, like, talk down to anyone, just making, yeah, just, like... Yeah, jeez.
0: Well, there's, like, you know... Think of our target audience!
1: I know, but, like, art, I want really to be an all-encompassing podcast for people That's who maybe true. don't know what role-playing games are and That's more interested true. in the story. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
0: yeah I got yeah. you. I get you. But yeah. speaking of the uh, Japanese role-playing games, another quintessential RPG of the JRPG of the time was Dragon Quest. Mm. You know, I and it, we have it. There are differing opinions here. Some say it's better, the better one in Japan, whereas like um, I think it's at least in Japan, Dragon Quest was better. And in the states, it's widely viewed that Final Fantasy was the superior JRPG. And I think that just comes down to a matter of tastes and mechanics. But it was those two games that really cemented JRPGs as like a thing. Right, that you know, people were looking for in game stores, or looking for to kind of understand, you know, where it's just um, it was just kind of like an interesting way of it, the, that culture being introduced, and you know, what was cool about Final Fantasy was that. With Dragon Quest, it was like you kind of looked at the enemy and you didn't see your own characters and things, but uh, Final Fantasy really kind of broke the mold a little bit and had like a side view where you would see your player combatants and the enemies on the separate sides of the screen, and it would just be kind of like watching the action unfold live. And that was always a really cool thing because, you know, technology was so limited at that time that anything new or interesting and groundbreaking was going to be, like I said, new, interesting, and groundbreaking. We think that, you know, having, um you know... Picture-perfect, like, frames in Call of Duty and all that stuff is amazing. But, you know, we've come such a long way Mm -hmm. that it really stands to, you know, um, a technological achievement to kind of have this very – simplistic thing happened. So, to continue on, another thing, a lot of the other things that, you know, uh, Final Fantasy did very well was that they had a very great characteristics with the sprites. It's very identifiable. You know, they were still able to, you know, include some sort of characterization with a very minimal amount of memory and stuff that they had to work with. Charming. Yeah, it was very charming. It was very quaint. You know, they had an overworld map, they had ships, a canoe, an airship, and that was really cool it was the who, idea of what the freedom... who doesn't love a canoe? <laughs> yeah, that is strange. Why the... F- did they have a canoe? I don't
1: know. Because
2: everyone loves a canoe. But it was like a folding <laughs> canoe. Like, you could have it... They it's portability! <laughs> that's what everyone was about in the 90s. Portability. 80s, 80s. 80s
1: 90s, everything's still about portability. Port-
0: still portability. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, a it, canoe. I, that's so... Sh- I can't I, I,
1: I also think, like, real talk, that um, RPGs are kind of more accessible for people who are maybe don't have the hand-eye coordination originally when they sit down to play a video game. Because you have the time to, like, choose <clears throat> your attack. <clears throat> Max. <clears throat> okay, whatever. Um, like, you don't, you're not, you, out, you can choose everything. It's all about strategy making choice. Mm. You know, like I say, for those who are maybe new to gaming, it's like Pokemon. Because everyone's played Pokemon.
0: What's a Pokemon? Play, yeah.
1: What's a Pokemon? No, I love me some Pokemon. Who's a, po-
0: who's a Pokemon.
1: Where
2: are you? Balbasaur.
0: <laughs> <Babasaur. Squirtle. laughs> a pakachu. Mm-hmm. But sp- actually, it's funny that you mentioned the whole hand-eye coordination thing, because uh, Final Fantasy games are always a labor of love in terms of it's Interactive mechanics, right? Yeah. Their battle systems, their plot development, everything is very deliberate, and nothing is ever really sped up until you get to like the ports where they give you the fast-forward button option, but this is not obviously 2017 or 18 or whatever, so we're still back in 1987 where there is no fast-forward option because going at the speed was actually still pretty quick. But, you know, there are other things that make it more deliberate and more tactical. The idea of random battles, you know, things only happening when you're outside in the dangerous areas, then you have to be very considerate and deliberate with choosing your attacks and against which enemies. Which brings me to my biggest pet peeve, actually, about Final Fantasy, the very first one, was that we take it for granted that we can just spam the attack button and then characters will just attack the next enemy.
1: Mm -hmm. In the
0: first Final Fantasy, you could actually, um, if you had all four of your characters aim at one monster... And the second character kills it in its strike. The other two characters, the brilliant strategists and tacticians that they are, will attack air. an empty space.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, literally, <laughs> like, they'll just, like, it'll just, like they'll just like it's like they'll say, you the know, fighter attacked, best. fighter attacked. The fighter missed. It's like no, f- <laughs> you just actually <gasps> aimed for air because you're stupid. Yeah, <laughs> very, very. I would hate that so much. Very, I would have notations because I don't very have stupid.
1: the time to like. I just spam the thing when oh. I'm just. Going through it. Mm -hmm. And to give you an idea, it's basically your guys are on one side of screen, the enemies are on the other, Mm -hmm. and you just kind of select which one you want to attack, and then you select the spell or attack or whatever you want to do on them.
0: Yeah, and you choose the enemy you want to use it against. And I get, I mean, some people will say it's like, well, that adds to the strategy. You have to plan out. You have to have an idea of how much health that monster has left. And I think that, you know, yes, it does help with the strategy and the planning, and it gives it that extra layer. But no warrior fighter mage is going to be like, Oh, that character, that monster died. I should probably attack the same space I was thought I was thinking to attack before.
2: Unless it could be a ghost.
0: There are ghosts.
2: Exactly. But you can so see they, them. No, but they're but they're stopping them before that they, they don't know if it's gonna pop up as a ghost. So oh they, so
0: preemptive ghosting. So they ghost attack. still
1: have to attack it anyway. <laughs>
0: preemptive ghosting.
1: Exactly. Isn't it? Um, that- <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like that. Uh, one thing that I thought was interesting about that you had mentioned there were so few programmers and like there were people back then who only went by one name. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one person I just want to highlight here cuz I thought this was really cool. Uh, they chose an Iranian American programmer to program all of the game. And his name was Wait, Nas- all of it? Mm-hmm. his name is Nasir Gabelli. Uh, he's actually a really interesting dude who's worked on a lot of video games and is kind of like known in like the computer programming community. So basically, back in the Stone Age of computing, programmers were rare and in high demand because not everyone knew like coding. So he became known in the early 1980s for producing the first uh, action games for the Apple II computer. Wow. Including 3D shooters. And basically, the Apple II was like known as the first PC gaming machine in history, which is. Crazy to think about. So this established him as one of the pioneers of computer gaming, and he would go on to program um, Final Fantasy as well as a little SNES game called Secret of Mana.
0: Ooh, very topical.
1: Yeah. So yeah, get that mana in you. Do you want to? Do you want to take <laughs> us to the end of Final Fantasy's creation, and then we can get into the actual
0: story? The end of Final Fantasy creation. The okay. final, Final Fantasy. The final, segment, final. Segment. Wait, there should be there should be another one, like a penultimate fantasy. Right? It's not as good.
1: It's just kind of like a, a buildup, like the appetizer before. Oh,
0: right. The snacks that come right before. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, I mean, a couple of things was um, another, you want to get, I think we should probably get into the numbers, right? I think about the sales and everything. I think that's a good context for this. I like you numbers. Made. I love numbers. Do you? I. Jake, do you like numbers? <laughs> no. Okay. What was that? Was a good lead-up to that. But it's funny, because, you know, um, Sakaguchi really wanted this to sell, right? Of course. It was baby. Well, obviously. I mean, no one makes something that they don't want it to sell. Unless you're Shia LaBeouf, you know, promoting Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Ooh. Sorry, Shia. But no one wanted that. Yeah, no one like,
2: really wanted you it. You can't blame him for stay, not I, wanting I, it. I
0: will still, still say sorry, Shia, because you give us such motivational speeches. Um, so... They only think that, they, Square only thought it was going to be like a moderate sale. So they only printed like 200,000 copies. But Sakaguchi was, you know, confident in, his, in his, like, his intellectual baby here. So he wanted them to do more. They wanted to actually get to like half a million a minimum. What?
1: I love an intellectual baby. It's an time. intellectual
0: baby. Yes. Very smart baby. The and
2: com- he carried that baby to term.
1: He and did. And raised it.
0: He raised it with all the love and care that any responsible Japanese father in the video gaming industry would give oh god anyway so he really wanted to hype it up so he kind of put it, all those things out and made more than two hundred thousand copies because he himself would be like go out to each of the storefronts be like right, buy this game it's a great game, game! yes yeah, buy my game please i'm begging you anyway Don't so yeah
1: nothing go ahead well,
0: okay fine so anyway final fantasy alongside with the original dragon quest It actually ended up, you know, selling really well and proving to be one of the most influential early console role-playing games. And it played a major role in legitimizing and, you know, kind of making popular the JRPG genre in the West. And graphically, musically, and all these different things. For the time, it was very, it was kind of, it was still revolutionary, and people were just getting an idea of what people could do with computers and making games and making interactive experiences, not just a narrative that's just told at you, but something that you can live and experience along with it as it developed. So, in some ways, with this first game, you know, it was a little experimental, and there were things that were, you know, a little rough around the edges to be very, um, you know, uh, I guess, generous. Um, so, things that they obviously iron out in the next ones, because this, there weren't a lot of healing items, right? I mean, you needed to keep yourself alive. But in this game, like, healing items were a little rare and hard to come by, and that led for a very difficult gameplay. It wasn't very
1: well-balanced. Ooh, no. Not very, like, entry-friendly. But everything, all
0: games were hard back then. Well, that's, well, you know why they were all hard, right? I know why I'm all hard. Oh. No, but why? So where are we going with this podcast? Hold on. <laughs> it is the porn podcast, It's after the porn all. podcast. Um, porn review podcast. Um, but they made them difficult. One of the reasons was for um, longevity. Yeah. You couldn't make a game and stack it full of content, like 40 hours of narrative. You had to make it difficult to people that could actually draw out the experience. You know, there has to be grinding involved. There has mm. to be... Yes, grinding. Mm. Just get it grinded. Yes. Anyway... Um, you know what? Speaking of categories of Final Fantasy games that just didn't come up before, there hasn't been a dating sim Final Fantasy yet, to my knowledge. Well,
1: there's, like, Persona, but that's not Final Fantasy. But that's not Final Fantasy. Fantasy. That's not true. <laughs> what? Yeah, true. No. Well, there's some dating in, in 7.
0: Yes, but, but I is... mean, like, a dating sim. Anyway, but to get back to the point, so Square had their baby steps to try and make this game a reality, and they made it a reality and has become and evolved into one of the more beloved video game franchises that we are acquainted with it 's spawned yeah. numerous spin offs it 's influenced a lot of pop culture and it 's given me at least personally just a kind of um, i guess an outlet for mm. creativity and also just solace and Come comfort. On. Because, you know, when things would be crappy, you know, being able to plug in Final Fantasy 8 or Final Fantasy 6 or do all those things and kind of lose myself in the different worlds was Mm -hmm. always, it's always good. And that's one of Final Fantasy's main incredible strengths is the idea of a world building mechanic that lets you feel engrossed with the world. You feel engaged with the characters and how they develop. And it really creates a whole experience that you can really tie yourself to emotionally. Cool. Yeah. Um...
1: That was really good. Oh, thank you. I'm really impressed. Hard act to follow. Why, you. why are you surprised? You seem um, surprised. Are you surprised? No, I'm just impressed. And oh, okay. just like I was like, dang. Good job, Tom. <laughs> um, just one little fact is that the original Final Fantasy actually never came to Europe or Australia originally. Nothing gets until... to Australia, though. <laughs> I, I have. Jake's
0: going. Oh. Don't
1: shade the Australians. Yeah. Australia is the not... reason I do
0: podcasts. Yes, I'm not shading Australians at all. Um, you guys are lovely.
1: You are. Um, but also, your continent wants to kill everyone.
0: Um, or keep everyone away Because they want to keep it to themselves Hoarding all those Tim Tams Self-defense mechanism um,
1: They did finally get there in 2003 With the remake of Final Fantasy Origins Which mm-hmm. is also on the iPhone Which is how I've been playing it
0: Anyways, let's actually get into Even. Before we get into the story Do you want to take a shot? Do you want to do uh, fire? Is there an option? I didn't know there was an option To right. take the shot. This one tastes
2: really good Because Does I've it? been sipping at it Oh, okay, hold on you know. all, all right,
0: right wait before, you, before I drink this What's
1: in it? Uh, peach schnapps yeah. uh, And fireball Good
0: God, man. I'm... Really? Yeah. All right. Well, this is... Here's your sound effect, everyone. There ASMR. You go. Oh, yes. That's really nice. Cool. Oh. That was all sugar. Oh. I like it, but it's kind of like drinking a Yankee candle.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Right? It is drinking a Yankee candle. I have been transported to Bed Bath & Beyond. This is, at the same time, discomforting and also kind of familiar.
1: Oh, speaking of fantasy worlds, let's <laughs> yeah, talk about the world of
0: Final Fantasy One.
1: Yeah, the first so one. So, it takes place in a kind of high fantasy, Tolkien-esque medieval Wait, like world. like high fantasy? Like... like, they smoke in the ganj. Uh, cool. Um No, as in, like, the, the literary term for high fantasy means it's, like, super just, like, there's knights. And it's very, like, euro sense. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it. There knights. There's knights. <laughs> That's all you get. If you want a high fantasy, you have to have knights um what about days but what's int- there are days too okay um but also those days might be short-lived because what's interesting about final fantasy one is it's kind of taking place during an apocalypse is it though yeah i i argue it is okay so basically in this in this universe in this world which is unnamed um some of them have names later on but not this one mm-hmm.
2: like geraldine and Ger-
1: Susan. Oh, the world of geraldine was so fleshed out Wait, it's not Geraldine. No, it's not. just go. Ge- what? We're taking the joke too far, Jake. Look what? There's done. a joke? No. Oh no. There's not a joke. That's no the joke. point. Is that it's, are, a sur- that? it's Surrealist. That's the joke. It's absurdist humor. I got it. I Anyways, got so in this world, all of the elements and just kind of the the climate based off of the elements mm-hmm. um, is upheld by four elemental crystals, which each sit in their
0: separate shrine. That was really hard to say. Each sit in their separate shrine. <laughs> so- each sit in their separate <laughs> shrine. In their separate <laughs> shrine. <laughs> Wait. So you each. Wait, you eat shit in your separate shine?
1: <laughs> so it's like the fifth element, but m- <laughs> only four elements. So just the elements. They lost There's one. Fire, Earth, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Only the um, Avatar can master. It,
2: basically, all four it's, four elements
0: it's actually you're not them. far off. So Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. But, but
2: actually. actually skills may be great, but I think. Aang can save the world.
1: Whoa. So 400 years ago, mm. there was this great civilization in this world that uh flourished. They had flying castles or whatever. And then and they were they protected the wind crystal. And then uh a fiend named Tiamat, which is from I believe I think that's Mesopotamian it, mythology. Tiamat. Arca- uh I thought it yeah. was I thought it was like Nordic. Babylonian. Yeah. It's Babylonian. Oh, uh, okay. Uh came uh basically kicked out everyone from this civilization destroyed it and they lost the wind crystal Perfect. so all of the wind died so that's gonna affect technology and that's probably why we're stuck in this weird medieval dark age so all of that happened then then 200 years condition. after that um though there were mermaids and uh they Wait. guarded the water crystal there's a
0: bit of a logic leaf that just happened okay here. so in so this world they there?
1: so there's Every element has like an analogous race to it. So the wind people were kind of, they were the Lufanians and they basically looked like Lana Del Rey. Um, they wore like white Coachella outfits. and Oh, definitely a blessing. Do you know who you're doing this podcast with? Yeah, you go, Lana. My wind crystal, it got shattered just like my dreams on Hollywood Boulevard. That's really sweet. Um, thank you. That was really nice. um, then there's the elves where I guess they were like the fire. They So they come in later. The, anyways, the mermaids, they're the they're the water civilization, obviously. Uh, Kraken, or Kraken, depending on how you want to pronounce it, is like a squid thing and a cape, and it destroys the water crystal, <laughs> and it sinks the shrine, and then like all the water goes out of control, and it's like storms all the time. No one's happy, and the mermaids are sad. So Hold on.
2: Are, they, are so, they doing this together, or is it just kind of like, you'll see. this guy just happened to be f- the fart well they one day. they each
1: appear. So it's the fiends. They're the elemental fiends. They each oh, okay, appear. Every okay. 200 years they start to appear. At this point, people are like, what is going on? Why is this happening? So there's a bunch of sages. There's 12 sages, and then their leader is Lucan. And Lucan... um, and yeah, Tom, and I am jumping around here on the script. Yeah, we'll, that's fine. we'll deal with it. Uh, he is he sets he has a prophecy. And the prophecy is that. When darkness fails the world, four warriors of light shall come. And these four warriors will each have a shard of the uh, crystal, respective crystal element. Did you say shard or shard? I knew you were going to say that. I was (laughs) waiting for it. I hate you. I hate all of you. I don't know why I'm doing this. Anyways, so it's like the dark crystal. If you've ever seen the Jim Henson, like, creepy puppet movie. The dark shard. They each have a shard. Shard. And they take and then that will rekindle the they, light. They... So those people will appear apparently. That's what the prophecy ha- says. And then yeah, so that's like the world, that's like the setting of the world. Um and then what's going to protagonists, Tom, but Tom, are there actual named protagonists in this
0: game? Hmm, That's Hmm. a very leading question. And the answer answer is no. There are not any named protagonists. Because in the vein of being something inspired by D&D, you get the freedom to choose the names for your characters. And you get a whole four characters to do so. Which is great. And also not great because most names actually aren't just four letters. So you had to be kind of creative in how you would portray your character names. So there were a couple of different, what was it, classes, right? I mean, that's very D&D-like as well. The idea there are different classes that have played a certain attributes that you would want to maybe identify with or you would find useful in combat. So to list them out, and actually, Jake, I'm really curious, because you're a DD and d kind of guy, right? I am. So I'm curious to what to finding out what class you would identify with. Not the middle class. But I'm just saying, like oh, the bourgeoisie. Excuse me, i the upper middle class. Ah, I lived in a
2: nice suburb outside of Seattle. Like <laughs> it was really posh, but like I don't like to make a big deal out of it because like yeah. I didn't really come from money; it just happened.
0: Oh, I see. It's very, it's a very organic development. Yeah,
2: and just like mm-hmm. it just really flowed. Really but close? yeah, give me, give me the, give me the, give me the class. Okay,
0: so the kind of classes that we have here are the warrior, the fighter, the definite. Like you know, I use a sword. I have armor. I save the day. I protect the princess. I'm very very traditional in a lot of senses, and kind of boring, so he's the most vanilla, I think, of all the different people See, here. See, yeah, I'm
2: gonna say, I'm not, I, I don't think that one's me, only because I'm not someone that likes to be in the thick of it. I like to be kind of in the back, just oh. like, because you know what, the princess is great, and you I, delegate. Do, I, do wanna, I I do want mm. I delegate, I want to save her, but I don't want to be the one that has to take the
1: bullet. Oh, true. You know what? So
0: you're smart. There's no yeah. bullets in this book. Got you. <gasps> the, surprise, the surprise, surprise. Yes, take the arrow for him. Okay. So we've got the warrior, the fighter, then the person who becomes the knight later on. They can use all the different uh, heavy armor and the heavy weapons, and they can actually use a little bit of white magic, too, for healing's sake. And it's actually a class that's very... Um, the knight uh, develops into a class that's much more associated with the paladin. Yeah, because I was gonna idea, say yeah because the idea there's a very loose like I guess by having white magic a loose kind of like um, crusader kind of like I am the holy knight you know uh, endowed with powers by the great holy spirits or whatever it is but the next up we have here is the monk you know the monk is a martial arts expert doesn't have a lot Waited of by armor. Tony Shalhoub oh and my monk. God no no <laughs> no there was a pause for a reason you're right? getting mad you at, can't
2: you're getting mad at us about sharp jokes have. and Fuck.
0: you do that. God damn it Tony. Tom keep going. God damn it Tony Shalhoub. Anyway, so the, the monk was a martial arts expert OCD person who is best left fighting empty-handed, but you can use nunchucks, you can use basic staves and they could do a lot of damage in combat. However, they are left very vulnerable because you can't actually equip a lot of it's the heavy very, armors. Very sensitive. Very sensitive monks, very sensitive monk. But they become eventually later on after a class change the bare-handed master. And they, you know... Mm. I know, that did sound kind of sexual, didn't it?
1: This whole podcast sounds sexual. We are
0: all very sexual people. So, you can become the barehanded master who is just gets a huge boost to unarmed, unarmed combat so they can really do dish out the heavy blows. So another one is... Maxwell. <laughs> Jake and I both... Right?
1: Jake and I, without missing a beat, when you said heavy blows, we both did the eyebrow raise. Oh, no. I the Millhouse
2: eyebrow I rains. was honestly just referring to your eyebrows because I thought oh. you were like... Oh my god, we're having such a good time on this podcast. Give me the eyebrows. Mm. But apparently we're not having a good time on this podcast.
0: Because we're having a great, a great time. time. Yeah. Huzzah! Very nice. Ooh, Ooh at look that at that. T- look at that fun Sound thing. spike. <laughs> Boy, oh, that's going to be fun to edit out. Sorry, yeah, everybody. Yeah, have fun with that one. Anyway, so you can't... Why did you say sorry? Because after you edit it, it'll be Well, better. they'll be deaf. Yeah, no... Okay, anyway, so we have the thief class, mm. right? Someone, um, I mean, we always... Equate... I
1: identify with the thief because I steal hearts.
0: Anyway, so here we go. We have the thief who has high evasion, high accuracy, and the things that you associate being a thief or a rogue with, right? High dexterity, being able to be capable of subterfuge, and all these different kind of very nuanced things. Oh, yes, it is. Um, You get all these different um, abilities here, and what's cool about them is once they upgrade to the ninja class, which I'm kind of strangely wondering why you go from a thief to a ninja. Is that a logical progression? You go from, like, western
1: to Asian,
0: or eastern. Again, is that a logical progression?
1: Um... You know the West. Yeah, east. no, there isn't.
0: No, there's no logical progression. There's no reason for a thief to be a ninja. Well,
1: ninjas are just per- perfective thieves.
0: Oh my god. Okay, so we get that, and they can use a little bit of black magic spells too. So well, I did know do little... that? Yeah, no, it adds versatility. Well, to I don't it. have a thief because in my no. Name. Well, because what it is, is the warrior gets the white magic, and the, the thief <gasps> gets the black magic. Oh,
1: that makes sense. Well, the ninja makes sense to have black magic because it's like shadows. Okay. <laughs> the
0: shadow in the shadows. So we have that. We also have the white mage, the black mage, the red mage, and the difference between all those things is the white mage is mostly supportive and healing magic, who becomes a white wizard. They're the girl. Are they?
1: No, well, they're dudes. Like they're Sprite. Really? No, they're Sprite's a woman. No.
0: And Wait, no. In tr- look at the original one. Is that like, like, a mohawk. Oh, in the original? Yeah. it got, like, a red mohawk. They
1: gendered my white mage, then.
0: Uh, without your consent?
1: Um, they misgendered my white mage in 2018 of all pl- of all times but I mean one has to be the girl there's yeah. always the
0: girl and yeah so we have that so we have the white mage who's specializes. actually
1: white the white mage is white <laughs> is Caucasian
0: dun, dun, dun. it should shake things up a bit yeah it does
1: you could have like a Latina white mage <laughs> That would be I, representation of Final Fantasy is a whole other rabbit hole. I will Ooh, yeah, go, we're not doing yeah, that right now. We're not going to go we down that. Really we will in the later ones, though. Really we will absolutely, now. like, seri- actually serious. Like, that is something I am upset about. But yep. anyways, keep going, Tom. Keep so there. yeah, so we
0: have the white mage, who goes to the white wizard, They're responsible for most of the healing magic. There's the support group because they really want, you know, because you need to have somebody who heals you when you get the crap kicked out of you by a tarantula. So there is no serious yeah, I know, story. I do. There's stupid tarantulas in the very beginning. I hate that. And the wolves and honestly every goddamn enemy in that one. And Biki or Bicky or Bikey? How do you pronounce that pirate's name? There's a pirate. Bicky. His name is B I K K E.
1: Jake, you're gonna name Is right- it
0: Bickey? While well, we by the way, I think B-K, it's
1: Biki. Uh, um, I Jake is gonna name his team right now. Okay, you're gonna choose your characters, Jake, because I actually have the game in my hand on iOS. Yes, he's gonna name them. Right, don't save though, because right. I'll
2: kill
0: you. <laughs> I will actually kill you. That would be terrible. I
1: don't. Yeah. So I only get the four? Yeah, but
0: you know, you could choose them. We didn't like, a- wait, we didn't ask Jake what, what class he identifies with. Oh, no, he's with. going to.
1: Just, you know, saving time, interest of time. Right, We're fine. not done yet. Okay, fine. There's like two more classes. Well, while he's
0: looking, I'm going to take a quick look at what we got to do left here. So the black magic, um, the black mage here specializes in attack magic, right? Because you have the dark arts and the way that you kind of cause destruction with magic, either casting things like fire or lightning or ice, etc. And describe the sprite
1: of the black mage, because I would he's argue... He's black.
0: Well... He's,
1: I mean, he's not, I don't know, because you can't see his face. Because he's black. No, he's not black.
0: He's, no, the, the, the character, okay, guys, I'm not being racist, but the character sprite is literally black.
1: He could be, I mean, okay, no, because he's got shadows over his, because his, he's got the wide rim hat mm-hmm. and the shadows and, like, the beady yellow eyes, so you can't see, like, what he looks like. Except when he goes to a
0: black wizard. No, what? he's the one with the mohawk. No, when what? you get when you get a class upgrade,
1: I didn't get a mohawk. My black ma- when my black mage in my game turned into a black wizard, he just got like MC Hammer pants.
0: Oh yeah, no. In the original one, oh, they okay. take their hoods off because that's how you know like shit's going oh. down. Is they take the hoods off? No oh, shit, yes. hood down, hood down, fists up. Exactly. So the white mage would take down the hood, and so would the black mage. Would take off the hat, and the black mage. You have to correct me. I'm correcting myself from before. The black mage is the one with the kick ass mohawk. The white mage, I think, just had long red hair. So you might be right. You might be a chick. Yeah. Or a guy with long hair. Anyways. Right? So, so, then, And then lastly is the character that I love is the red mage. Jack of Pimpin. all trades. Big pimping. Yep. Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than being a master of one. So he's not... <laughs> That's Keep all. going. Yeah, put it. I, I, I didn't say anything. The, eh, fine. So I have they read. Yeah, they can use. Um, so the Red Mage is great because, again, Jack of all trades. It can use some white magic, some black magic, it has decent combat abilities. So it can fulfill almost any role in any given moment. However, they don't excel at any one role, which is, can be tough, especially for later points in the game, because you really need to be able to play to your character's strengths and really either dish out the damage or heal. Having someone who kind of like. Farts out midway isn't really going to help you. Everything farts. Everything is farts. Um, so. that's
1: new, that's, everything is crystals is now known, is, henceforth as
0: everything is farts. Yeah. So those are the classes, right? So we have some basic classes that fulfill basic roles and needs for you to be able to get through your adventure. So you've got the people who heal, you've got the people who attack, they've got the people who can cast support magic and also do all these other things too. So it's a really interesting way of kind of you know. What's also really cool about the way Final Fantasy did it was that you were allowed to choose which cat which which classes that you would have. So you could have all four warriors and try and get through the game or you could have all four white mages i don't know why people like to torture themselves so i guess they can do okay that too but you could have all that all those things and you could try and make the game and cater it to your own challenges which was really a kind of nice open-worlded aspect to it when you had such a linear way of going about the rest of the game so jake with that being said your team consists of who
2: all right I didn't know how to change the classes, so I'm. I was, Damn it, Jake! I was stuck with a warrior, a thief, a white mage, and a black mage. Which is honestly probably what I would have chosen. Uh, maybe switching out the um, warrior for a monk, possibly. Mm. Um, so my warrior's name is Sparko because I was trying to name him Spark Boy, but I didn't
0: have characters
2: because I felt like it. Yeah. Just so nice, this is
0: the iOS version we're working with, so there are more than four characters for this one. So yes, Sparko, there are five characters. Ah. Sparkle.
2: Um, my black mage is named spoops Spoops with a Z. Because he's spoopy? Yeah, he's very spoopy. Spoopy. He's got a hat and you I don't know. like it. I hate that um, so much. Um, the thief is named Tanya. So I was gonna name her Sneak, but then I was like, that's rude, her name's Tanya.
1: Oh, you gave, you, you, you made her a girl.
2: You like the, that. You're the one saying that Tanya is a gendered name. <laughs> Um, and then my white mage, and then my white mage is, uh, I think very aptly named for how you described her earlier,
0: uh, Becky. I Why and would you make that noise? I'm sorry, Tom. Oh, good God. Tom, do you need a shot? I'm okay. Should uh, we go to pause? Should we, that, we go to break? Oh, is this, is that another segue? Okay, we can segue into this. Here okay. we go. What is Water. This? It's water. It is not water. It it's, is blue, but it is not blue water. Curacao. It's uh, blue Curacao. Water is
1: blue Curacao, Malibu, uh, no. and lemon soda.
0: Uh, okay. Have fun. All right. Get, oh, girl, let's, let's, you wait for the last let's, one. Let's, let's, do the, let's do the clinky thing. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh. Mm. See? That was the best one of the three so Thank far.
1: Thank you. I'm honored. Yes. Um, Jake, which... um. What class would you be? I would
2: say I'd probably be... uh, I'd say either a black mage or a red mage, because I I do like having the versatility. I know you do. Back to the sexy times. That's really really inappropriate, Max, and I think you should really look at that in yourself. This is a podcast for children, and I (laughs) think... I think I would land on black mage,
1: um, just
2: because I would like to be a bit more offensive, but... You are
1: offensive! But
2: I... But I would still probably take a few, like, white magic spells if I could.
1: It's not the only <laughs> taking. Stop
0: it, no. Just don't finish that thought. I know exactly where you're going. And oh, my God. Just for, just for, like, for interest's sake, if I were to choose a class, it would definitely be Red Mage. That's I cool. Love, I would love the versatility, because I do a little bit of everything Guys. in my, my daily life, my work life, everything. I am very Guys. versatile. What? Guys, do you want to dress
1: up as our classes for Halloween and go out? On Halloween to the village in our classes. So I'm know.
0: wearing all red with a giant hat with a feather. So yes. I'm going to look like the Spanish Inquisition. And I
2: have to Which... pay my face black, apparently, because you said that's his face. Um, <laughs> no,
0: you will not. And you know... I'm just going off
2: of how you described the gentleman.
0: <laughs> Blackface is not funny. Also not okay and not condoned by this podcast.
1: Absolutely not. Yep. This is a very, diver- this is a very diverse podcast. Is so. it? Um, I mean, we don't have to get into it, but I would say so. Okay, I mean, I guess take a look around. I don't know. I'm not fully white. I guess uh, what? Well, uh, and uh, Jake and I aren't fully straight. So uh, <laughs> look at that diversity. We don't have a girl though. We don't yeah. have a woman. We, yeah. But maybe well, if you know, J- if Jake can't do it one week, we can get you know a friend. Yeah. A female friend. Don't you
2: dare replace me with Becky. <laughs>
1: um. Anyways, who's I that, can that? Sid? Provide an appeals for both of you. Shh. Who? Who's that? Sid? <laughs> so at every Final Fantasy game. Literally everyone. There is one character named Sid. And I have a headcanon about why this is so. So sometimes this character is playable... But Sid is usually an older, wizened man with knowledge of advanced technology or airships. This is an athletic older man, usually. Final Fantasy 1 is one of the few games where... That's what his dating profile Yes. Not necessarily athletic, though. Final Fantasy 1 is... Oh, he's dead in the first one. Spoilers. Final Fantasy 1 is one of the few games where Sid does not make an on-screen appearance, though he is referenced as a brilliant inventor of an advanced civilization who hid the airship to be used in a time of need. And that time is now. He also
2: has a great body. He wanted to make sure that even though he was dead, he's still keeping it tight.
1: So my head for Sid is that I forget if it's in Dissidia or not. That they so Dissidia is the fighting game version of Final mm-hmm. Fantasy that has all of the characters from all of them and like weaves together one well, representations
0: of other characters from all but each of the series. Yeah,
1: in that one that there is this the Sid that's in this game who is also known as Sid of the Lufanians, who are the Lana Del Rey race, um, he gets sucked into, like, a void. The Lana Del (laughs) Rey.
0: Sorry, that just came to me.
1: (laughs) So I just, like, in my head canon, it's like, do you remember, Jake, the Doctor Who episode with, like, well, not the episode, plot point, where it's like, his companion, Clara... Spoilers, whatever. I don't care anymore. I'm drunk. She, so she gets, like, sent through the time stream, and she splits into all these instances of herself throughout time and space. So my headcanon is that Sid, when he gets sent back into the void in that game, he just appears in all of these different multiverses of Final Fantasy as, like, basically the same person, or, like, the same identity, but, like, a different type of,
0: like, character. Why and does Sid... Suddenly appear. I don't know. Every time. Um.
1: So. Near. Should I wish? So, like, actual plot. Like, well, yeah. I know, an we're hour gonna, in, we're gonna yeah, get. Into that.
0: I know because we've kind of like skirted around it because there's so much else to be said about it. But I guess <laughs> basic plot is a great darkness has shrouded the world. Yes. The winds have died, the seas rage,
1: the earth begins to decay. It has become very clear that the four classical elements of nature have been thrown out of balance and the world sits at the brink of destruction.
0: Wait, are there like postmodern
1: elements of nature then? Only a a prophecy keeps (laughs) hope alive in people's hearts. In a distant grove in an ancient town, there is a circle of sages led by an elder named Lucan who speaks of a prophecy. When darkness veils the world, four warriors of light shall come. So and big. after journeying far, four young warriors did eventually appear. In the hands of each rested a darkened crystal shard, <laughs> one of each element. It has been prophesied that the shards of the elemental crystals will rekindle their lost light when they are reunited. And uh, that's where it begins. So where do, we, where do we begin? I mean, we begin at the beginning. Cornelia, a very Cornelia. good place to start.
0: Cornelia, Cornelia,
1: the kingdom, yes. of Cornelia.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the very first—you get your first quest pretty quickly here. You know, you're just you're journeying from afar. We don't actually find out where the warriors of like come from, but you come here as a nice little bit of Deus Ex Machina, just to be like, "Hey, I am here to save the day." And you have a problem. We are going to fix it. Your princess is kidnapped. I will help rescue your princess. So they kind of do that, and they save the princess Sarah from the evil evil knight Garland.
1: Talk to us about Garland.
0: He wants to conquer the kingdom. Garland is a piece of shit.
1: He was originally a knight.
0: Originally a knight. Yes. A good knight. A great knight. A kind knight and benevolent in nature. However, he was seduced by the dark side of the force. I mean, they were seduced by the dark side. And decided to, obviously, abscond with the princess and do evil things. So he takes her off to a castle, the western keep. Or something like that? No, the Chaos Shrine. Oh, wait, oh, bro, no. Wait, wait, that. wait, 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 wait. It was the Western Keep. It's not the Chaos. No, the Western Keep comes in
1: later. So, oh. do you mind? I, oh, don't, totally hate me. Me. I don't hate me. So, you. Garland is like, I'm going to take this princess and I'm going to hold her hostage and I will kill her unless you give me the kingdom. And he takes her to the Chaos Shrine, which is a ruined, which is like ruins that were once dedicated to this dark god that have since fallen into disrepair. And that's where the heroes go, and uh he's like, "I'm gonna knock you all down," which is actually something he says,
0: okay you yeah, know actually i'm looking I'm like thinking about this and everything, and just in terms of like your general like dungeons and dragons campaign, and Jay, can you tell me a little bit more about like because have you been a dungeon master before too? He's I, have,
2: I have not been a dungeon master mm-hmm. yet, but I'm uh, eventually going to be making my own But he campaign. has the whips and chains. Oh, boy. Uh, um, but no, I actually have not had the pleasure of DMing before.
0: Okay. Well, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, because you obviously mm-hmm. experience D&D from a very personal perspective, because you participate in it. Mm-hmm. So, But judging just by this basic plot, the idea of the four crystals of light, and the representation of elements, and the way that we there's a general plot structure with the mm-hmm. classes, um, since... You know, Final Fantasy took so much inspiration from mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. What would you say? Is it following along? Has it added its own twist? Like, how do you how do you see um, the homages that Final Fantasy is playing is placing to D and D right now? At least from what we've spoken about,
2: I would say it's pretty much just it's it's actually a very traditional D and D campaign. Like, I think having those four different areas to go to that you have to conquer and get whatever artifact is there and then which will eventually lead to some sort of big final confrontation with the main mm, villain. Right. And like I'm sure many people uh, who have played it, like Breath of the Wild, for instance, is very similar. It's a very traditional aspect of... So Legend of, of Zelda,
1: for those who don't know. Yes, mm-hmm. uh,
2: Zelda Breath of the Wild. But yeah, that kind of four structured things and then an ultimate bat at the end is kind of, I think, a
0: very traditional uh, storytelling device. Right. Okay, that's cool. That's good to know. And I know that, um so it's it's good to kind of get that parallel drawn there because, you know, like we said in the very beginning, it's such a heavy like Dungeons and Dragons was such a heavy influence on Final Fantasy. It's good to kind of hear the experience of someone who is kind of coming most almost solely from the Dungeons and Dragons experience, looking at Final Fantasy through this lens for the first time. So Yes, well. Oh,
1: do you want to do it? You Okay. Go, right. So the heroes uh, they fight Garland, the evil knight, and they kill him so what's an interesting <gasps> trope rude. is that yes the interesting trope is and he kind of disappears and they don't really know where he goes he just kind of vanishes it's a Bye. weird temple who knows so the trope is saving the princess which is something that usually takes the whole breadth of the game is actually completed in the first like five minutes so sarah is like thank you so much you guys are the best you've got to go save this world here is a magical loot that will help you on your cl- cl- quest lute lute like the instrument like the string instrument mm-hmm. so she gives it to them and the king is like okay you got to go save your save the world i'm going to build this bridge for you so they was that go-
0: bridge just not there before no, did they ru- just leave well, themselves the
1: whole world is suffering this weird apocalypse so
0: it's probably just the infrastructure <laughs> they shit they don't
1: have time for but they built the bridge
0: literally Overnight.
1: well, yeah, because they—they're like, let's get the show on this road. We got. Where
0: where's the trade? Where's the import/export? Where's the cultural exchange well, between the nations? I mean,
1: it's the biggest kingdom in the game, and you exactly, start, and there's they, no
0: trade with other countries or kingdoms. They use their charts, Tom.
1: They oh, use the power their of the charts. So you go across the drawbridge, and then there's this like pretty like sequence where it's like shows the heroes in silhouette looking across the river at the castle and, and it's a cold open yep the music and then like there's like the prologue music happens and it goes and so their journey began the four warriors of light felt overwhelmed by the great task destiny had placed upon them they did not know the true significance of the four crystals they held in their hands even though everyone literally told them what to do with it the crystal that once long ago shone with the light so brilliant the time for their journey had come the time to cast off the veil of darkness and bring the world once more into the light.
0: What were they doing before they got called to adventure?
1: Not not explained.
0: Like I'm trying to imagine, like the Warrior of Light, like eating a burrito. And I think being, they should like, do
1: like a novel, like a pro- like a prologue with four of the job classes and how they met. Basically, the Rogue One of Final Fantasy. Oh, that would be. Terrific I would yep. because Rogue One is amazing. Start out as a joke, but now I'm here for it. Yep, yep. Next time on Everything is Crystals, what's the difference between a ghost and a mermaid? The answer may surprise you. Also, is that a canoe in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Everything is Crystals is produced by Tom and Max. You can connect with us on Twitter at Many Crystals. Please like us and leave a 5-star rating or review on iTunes. You can also check out my other show, Relic, The Lost Treasure Podcast, for something not related to Final Fantasy. And now, enjoy some bossa nova.